Hello and welcome to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope Harry and this is the Blasphemous Pope Podcast. Alright, so today we are going to be talking about uh, the Warrior Poet. This is sermon number 59, self-titled The Warrior Poet. Um, The idea here is um, um, I want to talk a little bit about the history of the term where, where it quote-unquote originated from, even though there is a little bit of uh, controversy, I guess you can call it a, a disagreement about the original origination of this term, or the origination of the attitude that which developed this term. Um, and uh, and I really, I really think that we have to understand that culturally speaking, what fits that model of a warrior poet is not necessarily what, um, where that term came from, that, that this phenomenon has existed in history uh, prior to the, the term in any of the ancient languages, warrior poet. Now, the next thing I really want to talk about is what is a warrior poet? What, what, what do they believe? What is, what is what describes a warrior poet and um, how we can look at that and and come to our inferences about what these people are, what they what they believe, and and how they interact, and um, how they interact with the world around them, as well as amongst one another. And then finally, we are also going to be talking about people who are not warrior poets, um, though they like to use that term to describe themselves. Uh, these self-described people who. Um, maybe don't fit the bill one way or the other or all of the ways and in in essence they are what sullies that name sort of uh there is a lot of resistance coming from what i would like to call uh, a left media bias as far as the use of this term is sort of put in the same category as um uh, the manosphere's alpha male type of thing these these people they use the term because it means something and then they don't fit that meaning so they're in in a way just messing with the term uh while presenting to be something that they're really not um so that's what we're going to be talking about today and uh after this brief message we will get back to the sermon If you wish to contact me, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, contradictions to anything that I had said, I am more than happy to interact with you. There are polls here that I have on Spotify. There are uh, questions that I have on on Spotify under each of uh, my podcasts. And if you wish to leave a comment there, you can absolutely leave a comment there and I will see it. Or you can reach out to me in the many various forms of social media. My website uh, harryfelker.wordpress.com. My Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are all linked in the main page on Spotify for podcasters, as well as in the description, I have a link for a Discord. If you wish to speak to me in real time, that is probably going to be the best way to do it. Now, mind you, I do not check Discord every day. If you do leave a message on Discord, 
do give me some time, uh, especially if I'm at work. I don't message anybody when I'm when I'm at my day job. My day job requires my hands. I can't be on my phone, obviously. So,、uh, with that being said, I implore you: if you have any questions, if you feel you have better information, if you feel that your logic is different than mine, and you want to talk it out and see see where we can come from this. I am more than happy and open to having these conversations. I would appreciate to have these conversations. Now, the other option is on Spotify for podcasters. There is a voice messaging service that, if you wish to have your voice directly translated into a podcast, that is the best way to do it. the The voice messaging system is on the interface for Spotify for podcasters. Just click it, record your message. It will be sent to me, and I will get an alert that I have a mess. I have a message. Um, do note that any voice messages that are on Spotify for podcasters,、uh, I do reserve the right to use that voice message on my podcast. So, if you do leave a voice message, you may hear yourself on a podcast. Just saying. Thank you,、uh, and I hope to hear from you soon. And welcome back. Thank you for coming back after that brief message. I greatly appreciate it. So let's get right into it. Sermon fifty nine, the warrior poet. A little history.、Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to make sure that everybody knows that there is some disagreement as far as the origin of the term.、Uh, who was the first warrior poet? It's everyone needs to know these、uh, minutia that that really. Don't matter. Archaeologically speaking,、um, the use of the term, I believe, was first used in Ireland in regards to Usheen, which is spelled O-I-S-I-N, and there's a thingy above some I there.、Um, Usheen、uh, was a warrior who wrote about.、Um, The, his times and his travels and the legends of,、uh, I believe it was third century、uh, ancient Ireland. So、uh, take that with a with a grain of salt because the fact of the matter is, in times before uh, before uh, you know that event that changed from BC to AD,、um, we do have you know Greeks that. Were literally trained as combatants, but also trained as philosophers. So, the fact of the matter is, it's really muddy to know where this where this started because it seems to be a shared phenomenon across all civilizations and all societies of people. If you have、uh, groups of people who are in charge of protecting, there will be a subset of that group that does that protecting, but then has a culturally rich life outside of that. And we'll get into really what a warrior poet is after the fact. Um, the next、uh, real major movement in 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 this、uh, phenomenon came in the medieval ages.、Uh, that would be uh, uh, the knights. You know,、um, it was it was very much a part of that chival- chivalric code to be a, a sort of warrior poet, to be more than just a guy with a sword.、Um, one of the greatest examples of it is Guts von. Berlichington, I believe that is how it's pronounced. I do not speak German, but it's all—he's also known as Guts 
the Iron Hand. And Gooch the Iron Hand, he I believe he lost his arm in a in in a battle uh, to a cannon, and uh, uh, he had had his arm replaced with a mechanical arm that was articulate enough for him to write with because he was also a writer, and and. This is like exemplary of this guy. Obviously, he was a warrior, and obviously, he was interested in the arts. He had a life outside of just being a man at arms.、Um, now, there there are other cultures in the world, and some of them do not use the term warrior poet.、Uh, and I I feel that that needs to be said too.、Um, first and foremost, I want to.、Uh, I want to talk about something that I didn't even know. This was a learning moment for me.、Um, the the actual code of Bushido was was developed in like the 12th to 14th century, but it was never really formally codified、uh, until the Edo period in the 16th century. So, so, so Bushido, which is absolutely a a very in tune with the idea of warrior poet. Um, Bushido,、uh, the the samurai, were absolutely akin to this.、Uh, again, as a cultural phenomenon, that this happens pretty much in every single culture.、Um, the other example, of course, like like、uh, the ancient Greece, the 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 Greeks as a as a culture、uh, learned to fight. They 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 either learned to fight in in the sense of in the gymnasium, doing wrestling.、Um, Uh, what most people don't know is Plato,、uh, the the philosopher. Plato is actually a descriptive term of him regarding his chest looking like plates. Dude was stacked.、Uh, these、uh, and most most philosophers, though they're not written or drawn as being these big bulky guys, that's what they were. They they were these and they were trained philosophers. They were they were great at rhetoric. They were great at reasoning. And that's something that needs to be taken away. That this is not something that、uh, just professional warriors that also that also have another side to them, but it's also people who have another side to them that、um, take in the the physical burden of improving their body and being ready for battle if it were to come to them. Now, another interesting.、Uh, A、uh, person who's usually noted as a warrior poet is Sun Tzu, and, and he was the supreme commander and strategist for one of the dynasties in China. I do not have that information on me right now, but he was for one of the dynasties in China. And the reason why he gets put into that mix is because, unlike most generals that you find nowadays,、um, Sun Tzu was there on the field with his people.、Uh, that was what gave him the insight to write the art of war. And obviously, he、uh, was culturally inspired. He did write a whole ass book.、Um, now, in current times, in contemporary times, I'm not necessarily very comfortable with、uh, labeling any of the uh, uh, upper echelon of the military with、uh, with that title,、uh, with the exception of probably Patton.、Um, General Patton was a person who. When he went to war, he went. He did not sit in the back lines and sit in a tent and tell people what to do. He went up and he fought. He got in the trenches. He got in people's faces. He did. He did what he had to do. And 
he too had uh, a strong cultural. He gets whitewashed a lot as just being a soldier and a good soldier, and that's it. But there was a lot more to him as a man. And if you do things like read his biographies and read his uh, uh, works, you you will understand that there's a lot more to um, General Patton than there was just war. Now, what really describes a warrior poet?、Um, everyone wants the title,、uh, and this is in modern day.、Uh, and we will be talking a little bit about people who want that title but never really live by that. So, first and foremost, I want to talk about a group of people who started in 2016, and on the surface level, they seem to be、um, a Judeo-Christian version of a warrior poet.、Um, And、um, I hate to break it to anybody who thinks that that's the way to do it. You can take the Judeo-Christian portion out of this and still maintain、um, integrity in the idea of following a path of a warrior poet.、Um, their prime tenets are physical protection, seeking the truth, and living for a higher purpose. Now, when I say you can take that Christian aspect out, it's it's that. Higher purpose doesn't necessarily mean you have to, you have to live for God. You, if you are a godless heathen, and、uh, and you are an actual nihilist that understands that Nietzsche was not trying to tell you that there is no God and there's nothing to live for, but exactly the opposite of that, you will find that there is a lot of things that there are to live for that are a higher purpose than yourself, and and if you interject that. As opposed to some some religious belief, it is just as valid. So to piss off the the the, the goth Nietzscheans, no, there is no God, nothing matters. Yeah, there is no God, but that doesn't mean nothing matters. You can still find purpose in life, and you can still find a higher power without having a scary、uh, ghost daddy in the sky. Now. Something I did find also in in my travels and researching this was that apparently the United States military has installed this into their culture, at least as far as the Army and Navy is concerned.、Um, I do believe that they did this to try to stave off the、um, the tragic、uh, statistic about former military. To give instill them with this idea that this is what they are at, to help them cope with what they had to do while they were at war.、Um, I do not, I do not know if there was any study as to far as far as if this was successful or if this is successful, but it is what it is.、Uh, there, there's a lot of military-based sites that are talking about warrior po- poets in in a virtuous aspect.、Um, A lot of what they are talking about is very similar to what I talked about with the three spheres、um, a few months ago.、Uh, the three spheres of human existence: the physical, the mental, and the spiritual spheres, and how they all interact and intermingle. And I think that's a little bit more in line with what really warrior poetry is supposed to be about, right?、Um, that it's more than a guy with a gun; it's a guy with a gun, a brain. And a purpose, and that purpose sustains them. That brain helps them move around、uh, obstacles, and that body protects them. Now, there is also、uh, the idea that potentially 
This is duality and contradiction. Now, is it duality? Absolutely. It's it's more than duality. It's it's a three-part thing. It's triality. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's you're you're supposed to be able to focus in different directions as a human. You're not supposed to be an ant. Ants do one thing, and they do it perfectly, and then that's it. Humans, there's a lot more to life for a human than just I need to be physically able to defend myself. I need to be able to think. I need to be able to understand that the world is more than just myself, and I need to work towards making that a better place because that's a higher purpose. There you go. A higher purpose that doesn't necessarily include、um, anyone's religious aspect. Now,、uh, of course, that is duality, but that duality is a feature; it's not a flaw, and that has to be taken away from from that that statement. Duality doesn't necessarily mean bad. It's not, oh, well, you're doing this and you're doing that, and one is hypocritical to the other because it's not. They are one thing. You are one being, and there are many facets to your being, and this doesn't contradict anything. Now. Is it a contradiction? I argue not, for the aforementioned reasons.、Um, now, one must remember that you know a person is a whole of many parts. It's the and the sum can be greater than those parts, as long as you spend the time the t- and the attention to focus on those parts. So, you know, being a Good fighter, being physically fit, being in shape is great, but that's only one piece of the puzzle. And then being mentally sharp and taking care to, you know, protect your mind and、uh, critically think and stuff like that is another piece of the puzzle. And to understand that there's more than just you, you in this world, and that you are fighting for,、um, or you're living for, more than just I'm here right now. And then tomorrow it doesn't fucking matter. Then you have all three of the components, and that makes a bigger thing than the whole. Okay, just including all three of them makes it makes you a better person in in that sense. And I don't think that that's contradictory to be a warrior poet. I think it's complementary. I think I think the two attitudes complement each other. Now I did a poll on Twitter, and、uh, I did say I wasn't going to talk about TV tropes, but there is a movie trope that does need to be discussed. It kind of has to be discussed when we talk about warrior poetry,、um, and pop culture highlighted this path perfectly with the movie The Last Samurai, starring um, uh, 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 yeah, um, Tom Cruise, <laughs>、uh, and and. My my lovely partner uh, uh, Donna, she had reminded me of this movie, and while I was thinking about doing this podcast, it just completely escaped my mind the the real message that can be taken from somebody who wishes to understand、um, that kind of path.、Uh, this was taken in respect to Bushido, so we have to understand that this is not、um, the traditional. We use the term warrior poet. To、uh, to explain this because it's it's Japanese, it's Bushido, and therefore it's that. But、um, Tom Cruise's character starts off a mess. He is a mess. Is he a good warrior? Absolutely. Is he a good soldier? Absolutely. Did that damage him? Also, absolutely. <laughs> and、um, 
when through the action of the movie he ends up being captured uh, captured by the samurai and they decide to keep him prisoner and they were going to release him once the winter snows passed uh but in that time that he was there he had been given a chance to heal um and been given the chance to expand himself beyond just being a warrior he he began to learn about culture about how important that is that being a warrior might be useful on a battlefield but a warrior doesn't live on a battlefield a warrior dies there a warrior lives in the rest of the world and what you see during that movie is a transition from somebody who um was not fit to be outside of a war situation to someone who could truly live their lives fully and i think that is the most important takeaway that you can take from the whole cultural phenomenon of warrior poet that there will always be a need for protectors there always be there's always going to be someone there's always going to be need for someone to protect people but we have to encourage them to understand why they need to protect it can't be violence for violence sake there has to be a purpose there has to be a higher purpose and god queen and country is just not cutting it <laughs> you know so um when we come back uh we are going to be talking about uh a uh another phenomenon that has come and i i i blame social media partly for this but uh it's existed probably before then um uh, with the uh title inspired by the ineffable uh Seth Arnold um whining posers so i hope you come back and we get to finish this up and uh, i will talk to you then The friends of the Blessings podcast. These are uh people who have been promoting uh since prior to monetization uh and uh as they've been consistently promoting I am in return promoting their projects. Uh to become part of this list at this point you would have to become a listener supporter on the main page of my podcast. You will find a button for a listener supporter and for as little as 99 cents a month you can too support the blasphemous pope podcast without further ado here is that list real liberty media at reallibertymedia.com uh the project that is currently unnamed that i've been talking about for almost a year now with donna van meter loose girl ed ignorant russell we there has been some motion going on with that and hopefully we'll be moving into production sooner rather than later. I know it has been a long time and uh they all thank you for being patient and waiting for them. Star Hara with her motivation and accountability group with the uh extremist being awesome group the EBA. You can find that in the link in the description. uh the master of the dark arts of marketing mr nathan frazier if you wish to uh understand marketing and understand how to sell this is the man to go to uh the salted sicilian it is a food blog by a close personal friend of mine christy caruana she is a culinary institute of america graduate and a food professional 
uh, a wild little podcast is a podcast here on Spotify for podcasters. And uh, uh, initially, uh, when I first started out, she had helped spread the word. I do suggest giving a listen to her stuff. It is very interesting. Uh, other friends of the Blasphemous Pope podcast, ones that do not have projects, uh, of course, everybody who does have like a big project, if they let me know, I will link it in the description. I will uh, do a little more talking about that rather than just giving names. But here are those people that don't have projects. Over on Twitter, we have uh, uh, Kennedy Edwards, we have We Trade Free, and we have. Uh, uh, London Gardens, and on uh, Instagram we have Mr. Michael Witt. If uh, you wish to be added to this, again, just hit that link, and uh, for as little as 99 cents a month, I will add you onto this list, and uh, we can start promoting each other and helping each other out. And now for the wrap-up. Okay, so to conclude this uh, sermon, uh, I would be remiss if I did not discuss uh, what uh, what uh, a friend of mine, Seth Arnold, had, had uh, coined the term whining posers. Uh, I believe that was what he said. Um, and what this is, is in, in the current era, uh, I would have to say... There are a lot of people who like to throw around that term warrior poet for some strange reason, and I don't know why, because most of those people are A, either not warriors, B, were warriors and are not physically capable of being warriors anymore, or C, um, are warriors but are completely incapable of having any independent thought. <laughs> so so we, we do run into a lot of these uh, these people, and then there's you know people who are all of the above. They are not warriors. They never were warriors, and they um, are incapable of flight. So let's just let's just put that down. Let's suss this out a little bit now, shall we? Uh, first and foremost, I want to blame social media for this uh, phenomenon more than anything else. If we are to be honest, this is actually very closely related to the telephone tough guy phenomenon way back in the day before the internet where you say a lot of things on the phone, but when you're face-to-face with a person, you don't really say anything. The problem with social media is because it is so widespread and so far-reaching, you can say whatever you want, and you're never going to see that person face-to-face. So you can live this pretend life, this second life, where where you're a combat this, and you're a thinker that. And uh, we do find a lot of times... Uh, if we, if we are honest, the, the amount of quote-unquote stolen valor, people who claim that they were in the military, that weren't in the military, it happens a lot more now than it did in the past. And that, I think, has a lot to do with uh, social media because it's easy to say whatever you want. You can build whatever fabrication you want around your yourself, and most people won't bother to even check. Uh, I do have an incident that happened uh, rather recently with uh, a couple of uh, my Twitter mutuals. Uh, One of my Twitter mutuals apparently got outed as someone who was nothing of what uh, they said they were, and uh, it turns out, you know, 
their military career, their their physical career outside. Everything was completely uh, fabricated, and nobody knew. And then when somebody found out and spread the word a couple of days ago, well, everyone was shocked.、And、there you go. There's a there's a case of a whining poser right there.、Um, there are people that I have encountered in my life、uh, that that like to call themselves warrior poets, but are completely incapable of thought. I can. I can name one if I really wanted to, but I don't want to. <laughs> so,、uh, the fact is, is that these people they they exist in this world. They are part of this world, and whether or not we we like it, we really just have to recognize them for who they are. And as much as I did mention something about service members that are no longer capable of being warriors. I I, I do a lot a, a lot let that slide. I don't I don't make mention of the fact that、uh, you know you're disabled and you can't do anything anymore,、um, because you know out of, out of respect they they hurt themselves、uh, doing what they did.、Um, whether or not I agree with their choice of joining the military or not,、um, but a lot of former military people like to、uh, throw that. That tag around about themselves, and、um, sometimes it, the shoe doesn't really fit as well as it probably could, and that's that's a fact. I mean, whether or not you like it,、um, just being able to hold a gun does not necessarily make you a warrior, you know. And、uh, at the end of the day,、um, just you know, having what mainstream thoughts the the Certified media has given you doesn't make you、uh, a thinker outside of that warrior aspect, and just because you're willing to do violence in the name of a government doesn't mean you have a higher purpose. It's just the way it is. I, I, you can, you can choose to believe or disbelieve or like or not like that. That is just the way it is. Now, I do like to end my sermons on a little.、Um, Of an upnote, of、uh, if this is something that you're interested in, this is something you're willing to pursue and you want to pursue. My suggestion, first and foremost, is to find people who are on that path to be on that path with you. Okay, find people to train with, find people to learn to shoot with, find people to learn unarmed combat with, find people to work out with, find people to study things and to. Uh, to challenge you mentally, to to get your to get your your thinking meat, doing the thinking meat thing, and most important of all, the the glue that's really going to hold all of it together is you have to find out what it is that is your non-negotiable in life, you know, and and that has to be the the star that guides you, and if you can't if you can't put a finger on it. That's what's going to sabotage you. So you really need to to dig deep, get in there, in inside the messy, gooey parts of yourself, and go why, why in the world would I go through,、uh, what would I go through war for, that would leave me on the other end of it,、uh, happy regardless of what I did during it.、Uh, maybe it's your religion, maybe it's your God, maybe it's、um, the the the. The people of your community, maybe it's the woman you love, the man you love, the they them you love. I don't fucking know, but you have to find that that higher purpose, that thing in your life that is completely non-negotiable, thing that you are never, ever going to compromise, and that you will do anything for. 
you know, that's uh, going back to that whole love discussion. Uh, if it's not going to be a God, it's going to be something that is as close to like the, the real high level bullshit love that you don't want to to lose. The thing that's going to make you super vulnerable is going to make everything worth it. And, and I want you to take that away from this too. So, so keep in mind, um, I like the idea of the warrior poet. I, I like it in its pure form. Um, I will never like it in the alpha dude bro manosphere. I, I'm a warrior poet because I'm an alpha male and buy my book and go to my seminars to get me rich while I tell you all of the things that I think you need to do that have nothing to do with improving your life, improving your physicality or improving your spirituality. <laughs> but give me money aside all of that. I do like the philosophy of the warrior poet and the understanding the archetype, I guess is the best way to put it. I do like the archetype of the warrior poet. I think uh, men would be better if they did this. And I think women who also are inclined nowadays to, to take up arms and take up the fight for them to also engage in this, uh, in this growth. Cause it is, it is a growth. If you are one, the other, or neither, this will be giving you an, an avenue for growth, for personal growth. And I, I believe that that is a, a great thing. You can enrich your lives 10,000 fold through this method. I want to thank everybody for coming by. I can't, I can't stress enough how much I appreciate every single one of you guys that listens to my voice and listen to me prattle on for a half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it happens to be. And I, I greatly appreciate every single last one of you. Thank you for coming. Goodbye.